Hi, I'm John Taylor. You're listening to the Attacking Scrum podcast. Make sure you subscribe. of the Attacking Scrum podcast, which is Heads Up, where we have a look at all the latest news from Welsh rugby. This week, we are in uh, a different kitchen yet again, so I've managed to drag Dan Killick out of his... Um, out it's of not another comforts. of my kitchens either. No, it's, it's just your yeah, kitchen. This yeah. is my kitchen, yeah, not not one of your many um, that you have across uh, across southwest London and South Wales. But uh, yes, this is my kitchen this time, and I've just had the pleasure of watching Dan Killick do a forty-one point <laughs> turn trying to uh, trying to park. I'm exhausted from it. It was it was ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah, I just heard a noise. I thought, what the hell is that noise? And um, yeah, sure enough, the beep, uh, beep 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 continually going on. No, I couldn't hear that. I could just hear the sound of wheels spinning and gravel flying. <laughs> so I thought it was worth. Uh, Coming out and seeing what it was. One of your neighbours was looking out over the top. Oh, really? Like, what is this? Never guy seen doing? anything like it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I don't think many people have probably completed a turn like that. It is tight, isn't it? It is, but I don't know why you just didn't park the other way around and reverse out. Yeah, I don't know. it's a hell of a reverse, mind. It is. It's fine. It's a piece of cake. I do it all the time. It's like the jungle out there. Ah, oh, it's all right. It's fine. Yeah, well, I made it anyway. You did. Yeah, that's. Um, it's also worth noting that it's really late. <laughs> yeah. Like even by even on Killick time, the pair of us is really quite late on a um on a Wednesday evening and um yeah Mrs. Jed is out on a night out in fact so she might even stagger Run in back in yeah, yeah stagger in after uh one too many one too many white wines but um hopefully that won't interrupt too much. <laughs> uh nonetheless we're gonna plough on and pretty much only one place to start which is where we finished last time around that's talking about the Scarlets. Excited about this game? Yeah enormously cannot wait for this uh, for this game um, and I cannot see the Scarlets being stopped at the moment can you? do you know what I'm not sure I can I can think be contained that's the question isn't it I think that's it I really think that Munster are going to have to try and strangle this game yeah I think if that's it becomes a set piece dominated affair lots of scrummaging lots of line outs then they will fancy themselves. That will play into their hands much more. But that said, what you've seen from the Scarlets in recent months, and none more so than in the semi-final, is a side that's, that that can cope with the set piece and is deadly at the breakdown. Brilliant in defence, and we all know what they're able to yeah. do with ball in hand. They don't need many chances, do they? There's bound to be a few. Um, and Munster, uh, I think they've probably overachieved, haven't they? Really, this year they've done. They've, they've a lot of it's come down to probably emotion, isn't it? They've they've done they've done very very well, but I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that this game is going to be one one game too far for them or too many for them. Do you think the emotion will be a big factor? You know, is that going to be a help or a hindrance going into a big game like this? I think it'll be a help for them, really, won't it? They'll be you know they'll be hugely vocal. Hmm. Um, there'll be all sorts of chat one there about you know going out on the pitch and delivering. It's going to be difficult. But I just think, I just think the Scarlets they, they 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 tend to find a way, don't they? They find a way to play the way they want to play. Um, Leinster just played into their hands. So if Munster Munster will obviously be watching about the tapes, when they said like, why on earth did they go? Why on earth did they do what they did? Well, I think and, I think that was the case in both semi-finals that Leinster yeah. played into Scarlets' hands and the Ospreys played into played into Munster's hands. So yeah, I agree. I think they'll have watched the tapes back. Yeah, and will know what kind of game they want to go out and play against the Scarlets. Yeah, 
I just think the coaching the coaching team they're so astute down there. They'll they'll know what Munster are gonna are gonna want to do. They're not gonna want to play at all. Keep it keep it set piece dominated, aren't they? So they'll they'll work out a way of freeing it up somehow. I just got firm belief in them. They'll have they'll have something up their sleeve, won't they? Talking to set piece, a couple of absentees for the Scarlets, same as last week really, so no Jake Ball, no Ken Owens. Yeah, usually, you know, if those two were missing, you'd be you'd be worried, wouldn't you? But the way they coped, the way they coped last week, and Elias is a, a different type of player, isn't he? Mm. Big, big ball carrier, physical presence. Um, he's chucking good arrows, though, isn't he? He is. He's, he's, the lineup's going well. Going well, yeah. Um, and as you pointed out quite a few times last week, the second row boys yeah. were were immense, weren't they? Yeah, um, they they were fantastic. Um, yeah, you're right. I mentioned that on numerous occasions. So, well, and quite rightly as well. But so, yeah, the, you 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 know, they're they're still they're they're a loss, aren't they? Those two. But the guys that are in there are doing a fantastic job. Do you know what? So. I think if Jake Ball was fit, you'd be hard pushed to drop either of those second rows going into this game. Yeah, I just think is is grunt and weight in that you know coming into this, which is probably going to be you know a bit of a battle up a bit of a battle up front in the in the scrum department. Just to give that bit of extra weight would probably be useful. Is that an area you think Munster have the edge over the Scarlets? I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. In the uh, you know up front on the scrummaging, um, we're going to need uh, we're going to need Rob Evans' army to have one of his uh, one of his best games up there. Yeah, I think so. We know he's going to be we know he's going to be everywhere in the loose and fired up and you know absolutely raring to go. But it's just when it comes down to that nitty gritty of winning. You know, winning the big scrums and their props have been in outstanding yeah. form all yeah. season really I think in particular Ryan's a player who's kind of caught the eye with his consistent performances so it's, de- it's definitely an area to worry about but as we said before the Scarlets of old you would have said that's a definite weakness it doesn't it is, there's no way it's as big a weakness as yeah. it was kind of going back a, well even going back a year yeah and with, with, with Elias he's a bigger man so is that going to help Will that help them in terms of you know the front row? Is he you know, is he a scrummaging hooker? Um, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Won't we? I think it'll be a stern test. But yeah. that said, you know, I, I don't think a, a scarlet side has gone into a big game as well prepared for the set pieces as they look at the moment. I think they're they're bang in form, and uh, yeah, I think if they can even get parity at the scrum, then could well be in business. Yeah. Yeah, they just got to make sure that happens, and then we know the rest. The rest is going to be there. Um, I just, uh, I, I can see the Scarlets picking out, picking out a few of those monster, monster plays in the backs, and uh, hopefully making them look, uh, look a little bit average. Well, we had that last week where I think Jonathan Davis in particular, but also some of the forwards gave Sexton a really rough ride. Is there anyone in that monster side you think that? The Scarlets will be kind of honing in on. Well, they'll be targeting the uh, the centre, won't they? Saeli. Saeli, yeah. But he's also he can also do things that a lot of players can't do, can't he? So you just got to make sure you you turn him. I think you know I put a few dinks over the top, um, and also I think Jonathan and, and Scott they'll move him around quite easily. So I'm expecting them to be quite to be quite a you know quite open in the centre there. Um, they'll exploit that, and Steph and Steph Evans will be coming in, won't he? He working working on the line. I think they're going to be they're going to struggle to contain them in that department. Um, and Munster, then yeah, months are they not short of explosive backs? Saeli you've already mentioned. Yeah. You know, Zebo yeah. and Earl showed what they're capable of last week against the Ospreys. They players to 
plays the fear for the Scarlets. I think Keith Earls has been the one that's he's tended to um, use his feet a lot, doesn't he, and create you know get past one or two players and then get a little offload in. So I've been really impressed by him actually the last the last five or six games. Um, he's not going on sort of enormous runs, hmm. which Zebo is you know Zebo's had a couple of crackers, isn't he? But I think I think Keith Earls is the man to contain. Um, so he's he's the one most most to worry about. I, I with both the boss name Blenendar at, mm. at, at ten. At 10. I, I'd I'd like to see us coming down his channel. Yeah, you know, really really start leathering into him. Didn't right. feel like the Ospreys tested him. They didn't, did they? And if you go if you go into him hard, he, he can be he can he can waver a little bit. So I'd come down there quite hard with with you know maybe with Scott and uh, and Jonathan as well. You know, yeah, they're both big boys, aren't they? Just test that out, and then they can have a little pop of the centres. Um, there's a few little bits, aren't there, to 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 try and exploit. Um, have you picked out anything that you? I, th- I think you've yeah. I think you definitely Saeeli in defence is an area that they can look to they can look to exploit. I think what the Scarlets are very very good at is playing what's in front of them, and every single one of those backs and in fact the forwards are very good at, at looking up, seeing when it's on and when to go and I think Saeeli is a player you know if indeed he starts we don't know the, the starting lineups at this point but he is definitely a player that gives you half a chance and again we saw that in the Ospreys game actually you know there was a couple of occasions Dan Evans um, kind of squandered a, a two on one which yeah. is unlike him and Ashley Beck floated a pass out into the, yeah. into the stands which again is unlike him he, he, he drifted in didn't he jabbed in looking for a hit or, mm. or just a lack of concentration and he quite often just wanders he just gets sucked in and um yeah, it's it's why he's been what he's been dropped. He's he's completely hot and cold, isn't he? Yeah. Um, he's never too he's never too far from from doing something absolutely horrendous to then doing something brilliant. Mm. <laughs> so you just never know what you're going to get from him. It's do you? true. Yeah, he's, he, he is a real box of tricks in yeah. in attack. So I think he's he's kind of a player to watch. Yeah. as a potential threat and we've a potential stop weakness. Off, stop his offloads. So we're going to have to take, if we're tackling low. We're going to have to have someone high on him as well, aren't we? Which will, there's two there's two men down there. Another player who I think is, is you know, as he redevelops his his fitness, um, is going to make a big difference. Is Conor Murray? I thought he showed some real glimpses against the Ospreys. There was some really nice offloading work in there. That he's coming back into into some proper form as he as he kind of gets fully fit again. So I think he'll very much be a player to to yeah. watch because we know that he's got those nice touches, but he can also control a game when he wants to. We know he's a very good kicking nine. Yeah, definitely. He's one that's going to be absolutely key for them, isn't he? If he plays, if he plays exceptionally well, it could be, it could be a very, very difficult day for uh, for the Scarlets. I think a lot of it's down to him personally. Um, and uh, it's it, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the how the nine battle unfolds, won't it? And it what will, the Scarlets yeah. do as well in terms of using the bench when they use it, because you've got two two very different nines, haven't you? You do. I think it's a really interesting one for me. The bench is always. You know, I'm not a fan of the pre-planned substitution. Mm. I think you I know they know. wait and see what's yeah, definitely. What's going you on. know, I think if if Gareth Davis is causing lots of trouble by sniping, and there's another five ten minutes to be had out of that, yeah, because you, you you know you could win the game during that period, then go for it. You know, especially with it being the final game of the season, that that's you know that's what you've really got to do. But likewise. If um, you know, if uh, bringing Johnny Evans off the bench, or if they go for Alec Davis, 
then if that's the if that's going to make a difference, you know, or if, if Gareth is struggling to make the impact, then make the change. You know, that's what it's there for. The the kind of the pre-prescribed substitutions, I think some of them are inevitable. Front row, you know, there's going to be some guys mm. flagging in there, and you're going to benefit from it. But at the same time, I think in those key positions, you've got to to again, it's exactly the same as if you're a player, play what's in front of you. The coaching staff have to do the same, look at it and see how the game is play, is playing out. Yeah. And similarly, don't be afraid to, to make the change sooner if it isn't if it isn't happening with Gareth, for instance, because Absolutely. Evans is... I, th- I think he's been the most in form of the Lions. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily say he's the best, but I think he's been the one who's shown the best level of form throughout the whole of the season. Gareth Davis nowadays have struggled throughout the season I thought Gareth Davis played very well last week um, and in fact yeah, the last better, couple of weeks he's come back into form him, isn't it? Yeah. probably quite a surprise that as well I, I, I think to a lot of people that how well Evans has gone yeah I, yeah. Um, I think it will be certainly, certainly was to me and he he's he brings he's very much a team a team player isn't he at nine he's, he brings in the team as opposed to him being the individual but he's He's, he's made I think him. he's a more all-round nine made than him. Gareth Davis is. You yeah, know. an out-and-out nine. What Gareth, what Gareth brings is that sniping around the fringe. It also brings a level of, um, it, you know, we always use that expression: keeps defenders honest. And I think that's something that um, that's something that he does. Johnny Evans, on the other hand, um, I think Johnny Evans, on the other hand, is a much more kind of passing kicking complete nine it's, it's Gareth Davis's ability as an athlete that really gives him um, that gives him that edge what about the kicking game then do you I think we're probably all assuming that Scarlett's going to want to keep the ball in hand and and run it as much as possible but if it does turn into a, a more tactical chess game if you like is that an area that a Scarlett's be prepared for and and B, is there you know is there something to exploit? In my opinion, yeah, I think there is an area. So that I think we can exploit their back three with clever, clever cross kicks and a few, um, a few nicely weighted up and unders mm. um, uh, in different areas of the park, which you, you, we wouldn't necessarily expect, would we, from from the Scarlets? You know, as you pointed out, keeping the ball in hand is probably going to be uh, what everyone would expect. But I, I, I hope that that does happen. I think there's an area there where, where um, we could exploit them. Yeah, you could, you could well be right. I'd say I've been impressed with Zebo for you know I, I've always quite, I've always quite liked him as a player. You know, he's good to watch. I've been impressed with the way he's kind of grown into a into what I think is a proper fifteen now. So out of the three, I think he's the I think he's the most comfortable. You know, presuming that they play Earls, Earls and Conway on the other on the other wings. Um, so it could be potentially an area, yeah. an area to exploit. He's still got, he's still got some weaknesses though, isn't he? Um, still got some weaknesses there at the, at the back. So it could be something that they'll, uh, that they'll look to, uh, to exploit, especially with uh, the pace that we've got on the back row as well with them getting, you know, in and around and harassing the ball. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. And, and as always, you know, the, the kick's only as good as the chase, isn't it? So yeah. if, they do decide to go down yeah. that route, but I think the Scarlet. The thing is with the Scarlets, they they they've got they've got everything in their locker, really, haven't they? A, a quite slight question mark, probably over the, the, the you know the set piece. Then to a degree, it can creak a little, mm. but it's got a lot better. So they can really mix it up. The Scarlets can't they just work out what is gonna what's gonna what's gonna go well during the game? And they do. That's the that's one of the most impressive things about the Scarlets is they don't just stick to, you know, they don't just keep on going through the same phases mm. because. 
that's what they that's what they can only do. Whereas Munster are one trick ponies, aren't they? They've been one trick ponies for years. They have, but you know, it's a hell of an effective. It is. It's a hell of an effective yeah. trick. But I do agree with you. Actually, I I feel like I've been kind of either playing devil's advocate or pointing out Munster's strengths for most of this podcast. But I do really think that the Scarlets, in my opinion, will win this for that very reason. I think that they have got a number of different game plans and whichever kind of if they're allowed to dictate the game they could potentially blow Munster away but I also think they can deal with the rough and tumble now this is not a, a scarlet side that is just reliant on brilliance from the backs yeah. you know if you cast your mind back kind of seven or eight years when you had you know kind of Priestland at nine and who else would have been in that team you know kind of Regan ten. King and sorry at ten yeah. um, Regan King and, and those kind of players in there um, you know, I'm thinking when they scored that amazing try against Perpignan. Yeah. Was it Perpignan? Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. You know, they were a brilliant side to watch, but they looked that bit fragile up front. This side won't be bullied by anyone. That is a really, really strong pack out there. Yeah, yeah, it is. They've they really they've really uh, sorted that out, haven't they? So it's difficult to see. The M- M- Munster will be pretty worried about it, and I think a lot of uh, a lot of neutrals will be excited about this game. I think paper, so. But it's it's gonna it, it could be a cracker, and that in, that in turn is really good for the league itself. Yeah. You know, I think it's really good to have some Welsh representation in there. You know, not just from our point of view because it's you know it's more fun for us to watch if there's a Welsh side well, involved. But everyone was expecting an all Irish, uh, an all Irish final. Yeah, you know, as the, as the bookies were made to look quite silly. Yeah, but. I d- yeah, I do think it, it's good because it does reinvigorate interest within within Wales, and generally it keeps it. You know, you, if there is that element of jeopardy and you don't know, you know, a number of different sides can make the final each year, it makes it that much more interesting. Same as I think it's better for uh, the English Premiership that Saracens didn't make the final. They they might well be the better. Anyway, they are the best team in the league, yeah. but it's more exciting if you don't know. You know, if you have the same side win it every single season, I think it becomes quite it becomes a bit predictable yeah yeah I totally agree with you you know as impressive as that is yeah I think from a neutral point of view and as a spectacle it's much better to have these number of different stories I think the Pro 12 is no different I think it's this will be a really good quality final at a great venue with two really good teams Um, and I think that in itself is a you know it makes it a really kind of marketable occasion yeah I 100% agree with you so we're we're both we're both uh, feeling that Scarlet's are going to take this then? I think so. Yeah. Do you think weather could come into could come into play? I have no idea what the forecast is, and we haven't got Dav with us this week. Who's um, he's keeping <laughs> yeah, a close eye on proceedings? Um, I still, I still, I still fancy this. Whatever, whatever the weather, mm. I still fancy them. Um, they'll just have. They'll, they'll be able. To, I just feel as if they'll be able to adapt to to whatever's thrown at them at the moment. And a lot of it comes down to confidence, isn't it? It's mm. such a confident side. Um, and they're really enjoying their rugby. They're all playing with smiles, you know, smile on their face, aren't they? So I don't know whether it's rain or raining or it's sunny. I'm going scarlet all the way. Yeah, likewise. Um, just while we're on the topic of the game for neutrals, there'll be a number of people watching, uh, kind of with, I guess, lions specs on. There's a fair amount of fair amount of lions on show during the final. Um, Again, do you think this is potentially a bit of an audition? You know, if Stander or Murray or Jonathan Davis, these players go out and have a big game, is that, are these yeah. the kind of games that will, you know, are in essence almost like 
chalking up points as you would in a tour game. Every game now, isn't it? It's going to be. Um, you're not going to want to be, um, you know, dominated or outplayed by your your, your opposition, um, your opposition number. Then, because you want to you want to be looking as good as you possibly can be. And these, we know what Gatland Gatland's all about. Players making no mistakes in big big games. Well, this is a final. It's going to be you know big big crowd, fair amount of pressure on on the players. So he will, he doesn't want to see see people crumble. And quite often players do, don't they? They make mistakes, they make errors, and he he, he he can't tolerate that. And he's quite right for going to New Zealand. We can't make mistakes. We need to make them make mistakes. So, yeah, there'll probably be a few words in there about, you know, well, they'll know. They'll just know, won't they? And uh, I can't wait to see Jonathan again. He's, mm. just getting, he's just getting better and better, isn't he? Yeah, it was a delight to watch, actually, last week, because it just looked as though, you know, a guy who's been, been struggling with either injury or form for a while... I don't. I didn't think he'd looked the same player since his move to Clermont Auvergne, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And the last couple of weeks, he has looked like that player of old. And again, no more, none more so than that performance last week. Yeah, yeah, it was a sensational performance, wasn't it? It had absolutely everything to it, didn't it? Defense, attack, kicking. It was. It was great. What about the the referee? So Nigel Owens has been confirmed to. Um, confirmed to, to ref the game. There's been a fair amount of opinion on on social media this week as to which side that will um, that will kind of please more. Have you got an opinion on that? Do you think either side will um, will be kind of more pleased that Nigel Owens taken the the whistle for this game? I would have thought that uh, the Scarlets will probably be be quite happy with uh, be quite happy with the fact that he, he likes a free, you know he tends mm. to like a free flowing game, doesn't he? So he wants he wants to leave it open. Um, that, he, that that does allow a bit of uh, skullduggery at ruck time, though. Which you know, yeah, <laughs> watching Munster last That's week, it. It was they really, got away with a hell of a oh, lot. They were they were yeah they were well they were cheating, were they? Yeah, you know, left, right, and centre. Um, Nigel, you'd hope would be would be picking up picking up you know. Pick them up on those things, but they, I don't know, it's kind of like it's, it's almost like a given with Manchester, isn't it? You kind of know, you kind of know what they're going to do, but they just kind of get away with it a little bit like New Zealand always used to, yeah, potentially I still, still, still do. Still yeah. do. Um, so yeah, I don't know, it's it's hard to say, isn't it, who who, who will really benefit? Um, but I think it'll just probably sway in in in, in Scarlett's favor, really. Well, have you got an opinion on that? Yeah, I think I think it probably plays into. Into Munster's hands a bit more. Do you I think? think. Yeah. Again, I, I think I think that's an area that they'll, um, you know, if they are allowed to spoil to cause trouble and to spoil, yeah. it will make life difficult for the Scarlets. But like we said, you know, the Ospreys failed at that last week because they did not adapt yeah. to that, and they they weren't able to deal with the, um, yeah, the the skullduggery, the dark arts that were that Munster were um, were allowed to get away with. Yeah. I think the Scarlets have got a pack that that should be able to deal with it, you know. And, yeah. and like you say, well, not just a pack as well, you know. If it if it that kind of rushing up, if it means a, a slightly different um, game plan and the little dinks over the top to mm. to get the um, to get the monster backs kind of uh, turning around and to nullify that blitz, then you know I, I think they've got the, the personnel there and the coaching yeah. staff and the game plan in order to do it. It's going to be yeah, cat and mouse, and they're going to have to look at. Look at what they do. Munster, you know, when they, uh, they they always tie players in as well, don't they? Mm. So when they're coming when they're coming over the top, they're grabbing hold of absolutely anyone. So I think Scarlets really need to 
be cute in terms of looking at where they you know, make sure they don't overcommit because Munster quite like to get everyone involved yeah. in there, don't they? And they'll pick and they'll pick and go around go around the same sides. In, yeah. They just tend to play off, play very tight, don't they? In narrow channels, um, and so I think Scarlets have just got to be very careful on the on the on the positional play, which they've been good at, haven't they? Yeah, they have, and yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. And like I say, I, I think being able to adapt to either the referee or the game plan will be pretty crucial to this. And they've demonstrated it this season that they're able to do that. Scarlets, like I say, particularly in that game against Leinster, but they gave Saracens a hell of a game at, um, yeah. in London, and they also drew with them in um, uh-huh. yeah in Leicester. Yeah. So. You know this. This is a serious. This is a serious outfit, and I don't think they fear anyone. That's the. That's the yeah. big thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they'll just. They. They. They've got an expectation. They expect to win, don't they? They all feel as if they're going to go out. They're going to go out and do it. So they'll be riding high. I think so. Uh, also, the boost that Steph Evans is going to be um, available to play. That's an yeah, an enormous boost, isn't it? I'm so I'm delighted for him as well. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So un- it'd, it'd be so unfair on him. You know, young 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 chap that's been consistently good all, all season isn't he um, and hasn't uh, hasn't been rewarded on the international scene has he for, for how well he's done um, well not yet no not yet I mean it would, it would have been a real real kick for him if uh, if he wouldn't have been allowed to play in this so yes and it's the right call isn't it yeah I think so you know it's I've listened to three or four different interpretations this week and some people saying that you know, in fact, you said I can't remember whether it was on air or off air that when you first saw it, it looked a bit harsh. I think you know the second player coming into it with Samson coming in, it kind of took it almost out of Steph Evans' control. But then loads of other people saying, "Well, look, that's just the law now." Mm. You know, it's not like when Warburton got sent off. Yeah. It was the people say, "Oh, you know, because to the letter of the law, yes, it probably should have been." But no one had enforced that as a red card ever before. So to do it in a semi-final, we're not going to. We won't dwell on this. It's been, it's been uh, yeah. however long it is now—five years, six years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Steph Evans, personally, you know, I, I just think that's unlucky. But that is the law now. You know, that's it. The minute you you take a player off, it's annoying though, off their feet, it is. Yeah. Um, I think it is, and you know, it's one of those where. I saw Paul Morgan, the, the former rugby journalist and he's like um, communications director at Premiership Rugby, uh, tweeting on um, on Friday night, oh, well, you can't judge intent. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to that at all. I think you can, of course you can judge intent, you know, otherwise you wouldn't have deliberate knock-ons. You know, and and they're another thing I think have, have gone slightly into fast. So there's always areas for interpretation. So personally for me, I think a yellow card is the right punishment in that scenario. It's a, it's a bit careless, um, but there is nothing malicious about it. That is what a yellow card offence should be, but it's not. You know, the minute a player goes off the feet, you're in you're in real trouble, and it's your it's your prerogative to make sure they get down safely. And if they don't, then you, you're yeah. asking for trouble. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm delighted that he's that yeah. he's able to play then and also on the Welsh tour. Yeah, yeah, I am. I just think it's it's too it's overly bureaucratic. To it, me. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And it. Yeah, if they can, if they can just judge, if they if they could possibly judge each one on its own, you know, as an individual case, then it would be a lot easier. But no, you know, laws don't operate like that, do they? No, they don't. But yeah, massive boost for the Scarlets, and um, yeah, it also means he'll be on that plane um, heading down south to play Tonga and Samoa as well. So hopefully, it'll be a yeah. first cap for him. 
he'll um, be he'll be the Munster will be absolutely they'll be really upset as well that he is included because he he's involved in he's this year he's been involved in so many of the Scarlet's tries isn't he not just from staying out you know staying out in his position as well he work he, he works hard off the ball doesn't he he does um, he gets his hands on the yeah, ball a lot gets involved he knows exactly what to do when those overlaps are on again you know he knows when to give he knows when to go he's do you remember a tough little bugger as well what was it fairly early on in the pod we questioned his defence because quite a you know quite a few times he mm. was he was you know opened up a little bit it seems to have tightened up loads really yeah. sorted that out hasn't he um, and yeah so yeah good good news we seem to have gone about 25 minutes without mentioning Cubby as well actually which um, is almost is almost unheard of for a, any, any podcast yeah. but look at the smiles but, on our face yeah. he, he makes you he makes you laugh isn't he I, why? I don't know, but he's just he's such a character, isn't he? He's a character, and he's yeah. a ter- he's a terrific player. Imagine I think he'll be massive, yeah. You'd want to you'd want him in your team, wouldn't you? I bet he's fantastic on a night out as well. Probably got a good sing song on him as well. Probably, which is always yeah. a good judge for you, good yeah. tourist. Absolutely, oh, he he would be a superb tourist. We're going to get him on a mystery tour. Well, yeah, exactly. We all saw what he got up to in Las Vegas. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, can't wait to watch him. He'll be he'll be niggling away, won't he? He will, yeah. Unfortunately, he's not heading on that um, on that tour down under as we've we've said before. Yeah. It's um, there's, there's even petitions out, isn't there? Yeah, it's um, it's all kicking off. I think most of which uh, emanate from West Wales, but um, yeah, you can yeah. understand why. You know, if you've watched him play this season, he's been absolutely outstanding. But hopefully, he'll he'll finish the season um, on yeah. a high with uh, with the Scarlets. Yeah, I think it's a shame that uh, that James King's picked up this. Yeah, you know, picked up this is quite a nasty injury. Isn't yeah, it? Um, he's been unlucky with injuries, isn't he? And uh, yeah, I would, I would, I was quite excited to see him to see him go on this. I know he's not known. For <laughs> no one excited. ever said they're excited to watch James King. No, play. but was you like, I know that's unfair because he's I'm a not, very effective player. He but. is. He does. He he gets through a hell of a lot of work, and in that eight eight specialist position, isn't it? And mm. I just I think he'll be a loss actually. Are you just saying this though to cover up for the fact that Aaron Shingler is going to be on that tour? <laughs> is and he? As, yes, yeah, he is. Yeah. And as we all know, um, you either have uh, ownership of his image rights, which is why you get so excited all the time, or you are just uh, an outright massive Aaron Shingler fan. I'm a big fan, big fan of his. I know that he divides opinion, doesn't he? Um, he's a, a very athletic, though I suppose, rugby player. Yeah. Um, with a different skill set. Mm-hmm. Some people like those skills. Some people don't. We we both do. We said he offers something totally different. I'm really pleased that he's going because we're rewarding form. He's he could he could not have played any better yeah. this season. So it's great that he's being rewarded for that. And he is. He's 29. He's not the. He's not a spring. You know. He's not a spring chicken. But he's not that old, is yeah. he? Yeah. I don't see what there's not to like, to be honest. <laughs> having another line-out option, having someone who's a, a real athlete, um, it's hard as nails and in really good form. You know, yeah. Well, we a needed bit of extra that. height. We needed the line-out option, didn't we? But we, we, I am concerned about. I'm concerned about eight on this tour. That's probably we well, all. Well, this are. is it. I mean, it James James King was the real out-and-out eight within that squad and then people were also questioning that weren't they yeah exactly how, you know, how much of an 8 is he you so. know like Murph said last week yeah, he is play, yeah. he you know he really is a 6 to be yeah. honest but he does a yeah. bit at 4, 5, because 7 because he's so smart you, yeah. can, you can play him in, in you can play him in different positions because he's got such a good brain on him 
So who is going to who is going to play at eight on this tour? I, I think Navidi will. Um, I think Navidi will probably uh, will have a very very good shout at playing eight. Um, he, he's quite an effective carrier actually for a chap that's not that big. He doesn't go backwards. Mm. Um, so he's probably front runner at the moment, isn't he? Unless we go really bold and and you know play all, play all the sevens. I think Ollie Griffiths will play eight. Play and play all the sevens. Yeah. He played the last couple of games for the Dragons at eight this yeah. season. I wonder whether there was a sneaky word from the WRU to say let's have a look at him at let's have a look at him at eight. I wouldn't be surprised to to see him play there for Wales. Well, yeah, I mean it's a development tour, isn't it? So Navidi's Navidi's coming to the end of his uh, his time, isn't he? So I. I yeah, personally, he's not that old, though. He is. He's younger than Chingler, I thought. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know his, his, his exact age, but he's not. Uh, he's not that young, is he? Mm. But it's a development tour, so I think if we if we need to be, you know, we're going to make mistakes, aren't we? Yeah, and let's expose a few of the players to uh, to some test match rugby. To test match rugby, yeah. And on that note, there's a bit of a peculiar inclusion, isn't there? Well, yeah, this not is not on form, though. Well, no, on form. So, no, so we're talking about Phil Dolman here. So Exeter Chiefs, uh, Exeter Chiefs fullback, can play, can play centre as well. Yeah, you know, he's um, quite, he can quite, play a versatile, all over. quite a versatile player. Yeah. Player has been <laughs> overlooked by Wales for a number of times. Yeah. You know, again, left the Dragons and as Caffili born and bred. Caffili born and bred has been um, a terrific player for for Exeter, and we've all seen what they've gone on to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned it last week. They're a side who've. In, in ten years, gone from being a, a championship side to, the, you know, now playing yeah. in what is their second consecutive Premiership final. And Phil oh, Dolman, Phil Dolman has been there for a large period of time. And a quick tip on the money side because we have got to bring this in. Oh, go on. Are in? Uh, are in? They're, they're oh, in profit the, of sorry, two I thought you were going to offer me um, two point two million. I thought you were going to offer me some decent odds profit. then. No, no, no. no right, that okay. will be uh, enjoying that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean like he's he's a really really good player, and anyone who's spent any time watching him will will say that. I think what's weird about it is that he's thirty two years old. Yeah, that's the strangest thing about it, isn't it? We we it's a development tour. Mm-hmm. He does he does deserve a chance because he's he's playing so well and has played well for a long long time. But when we when we look at the likes of you know Patchell, um, we could probably throw in three or four people that are. Well, I did a little. Um, a poll on our uh, on our Twitter account yesterday, just asking people who they they would have um, who they would have called up Dolman, Patchell, Evans, or someone else. Yep. And Patchell was the Patchell was the the front runner, followed by Dan Evans with with Dolman in third. And I'm very much of that same opinion. Actually, I think if you rewind rewind um, twelve months, Reese Patchell was starting fullback against New Zealand and looked. And looked very, very comfortable. He did, didn't he? Yeah, I thought he, he looked he really good there. Really well. I know he's not a, he's not necessarily a, a fullback, and you know he's playing most of his rugby at ten. But I just think he's the he's the best option of of the players who are who are fit, um, because I think you know you look at it now and go, well, they're either going to pick Dolman, or they're going to have a look at either Anscombe or Sam Davis at fifteen. And Sam Davis, for me, much as I'm an admirer, is in no way a fullback. Yeah. I think I think Dom he probably is gonna probably is gonna start, isn't he? Just to give us you know have an out and out fullback there that just you know is firms everything up, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and they 
I think we've kind of regressed a bit and thought, you know, hit the panic buttons. We need someone that's. I, do, I just a, don't get Patchell though. Quality. Yeah, I, I, I really don't understand because I, I think they, they rate him enough that they take him on a on the tour yeah. to New Zealand. But to be overlooked now, I know he's had his injury problems, but he's proven during you know, especially a, on, a couple of years ago, we had a, a probables versus possibles game, right? Because there was no Welsh involvement in the latter stages yeah. of the Heineken Cup. And that was a you know largely pointless exercise. We didn't learn a huge amount from that. What we've seen um, is Rhys Patchell dominate in a really high quality Pro 12 semi final. Yeah, you know he's he's proven what he's capable of doing, albeit from ten. To me, it just that, that seemed like the natural step. Dan Evans, they just don't seem to they just don't seem to rate. Um, but again, has had another fantastically consistent as season. always. Yeah, yeah. The, the Patchell thing is totally bizarre because especially with where we're going on this tour, that both of those sides are not renowned for uh, a great tactical kicking Mm. game where they'll, you know, they'll pull the fullback out of position. Um, I think we can take a, you know, well, do we see Patchell as a risk? You know, potentially because he hasn't played that that much. This is is a golden, this is a golden, it's a great tour for him to be be out there. and he, and he handled himself well in, in New Zealand. Mm. He's not going to be tested more than that on this trip. And if it isn't Patchell, he can go to someone else. Um, but Dolman, you know, fair play to him. He's, he's played well for a long, long time. So he's getting his cap and he'll be, he'll, he'll be delighted. Yeah, him, and so. I'm, I am delighted, you know, take nothing away from Phil Dolman. Because yeah. he's a, he's a, a really player, good player. He's been overlooked for a long, play, a long yeah. time. He's another player who would make it into my, uh, <laughs> which still played for the Dragons, 15. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I am I am very pleased for him in, in amongst all that. I just find it a bit of a strange choice. Yeah, yeah, I, I do as well. Cool. All right, we'll just bring um, bringing um, this week's pod to a to a conclusion. We've seen the news today that the Welsh Premiership will be getting yet another rejig. So fresh from um, splitting the league in two, which we had this year, which ended up with um, with Newport lifting a. Uh, the consolation trophy after finishing ninth um, which just seemed so so bizarre I think we said it right from the outset that that was a very odd structure to have now it looks as though we're heading towards east and west conferences without uh, without any kind of playoff at the end of it uh, yeah it's just tinkering for tinkering at the moment isn't it just moving it around hoping that something will work but the the what's been proposed I can't I can't see that being any any better at all no, I can't. I think it's proof that they don't know what to do with it. No. You know, we've said a number of times that it's imperative we figure out what the role for the Premiership is and what, you know, I think we particularly mentioned it when we were looking at the uncertainty surrounding Newport. It, needs, it yeah. doesn't seem any, you know, it doesn't seem any clearer. This, this, I don't think is going to give any clarity. I don't think it's fair on supporters either. You know, it doesn't, yeah. it, it feels really, really weird. You know, those, those trips away, I think are, um, are a great opportunity. You know, if you if you follow your club through through thick and thin, home and away, then actually you want to go and see um, see some different clubs and, and play out west. If yeah. you're based, you know, if you're, if you're based in, in Newport or Cardiff, likewise, you know, likewise, um, you know, I'm sure Landover want to come and, and play Cardiff. You know, it's it just doesn't seem to make any sense. Well, to it me. should be fantastic, shouldn't it? It needs to be stripped back, looked at, and and, and worked out what do we want to get from this, and then from there come up with something something decent. But it's just. 
what by 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 these uh, all these changes continually coming in, it it just highlights, doesn't it, that there's not care for it. Mm. It's 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 almost like forgotten on the side, and uh, you know we'll we'll try this now and see what happens. Uh, yeah. It's not good enough, really. I think like we you know like we said, I think the the people who suffer most from that are the fans of those clubs. Yeah, particularly if you're you know if you're not particularly aligned with a region. And you know, club rugby is. Well, it's fans, is and then it's, it's everything, though, isn't it? It's fans, it's, it's players, it's the development of those players. It's got a massive knock-on effect, isn't it? We talked about it probably being, well, it's certainly one of. The, it's a very, very important. Should be a very important league. Yeah. It? And it's. It's not uh, not being uh, handled well. No, it's not. Um, something else that, to be completely honest, I've not had enough time to to read into um, so we're going to save this one for another podcast but just to quickly mention Cardiff Blues WRU uh, proposed takeover is is seemingly off the table now as well mm. it's all looking a little bit messy there isn't it yeah it is yeah um, yeah there'd be a fair bit I think coming out uh, coming out about this won't there over the, over the next coming weeks so uh, we'll see I mean everyone knows the financial position there is not great isn't it and it's all it's all about the Cardiff Farm, all about the development, isn't it? Of that, yeah, of that site. It, exactly. That, that, that's that's just what has to you know, what they're what they're all about now. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't. Uh, it's really quite worrying, actually, isn't it? They're in. They're in a real. Of course, pickle, it is. Real pickle. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it comes as. I don't think it comes as any surprise. Um, really, um, I, I just yeah. I think the whole thing is. It comes back to that word that we've used so often this season and presumably we will do next season is uncertainty. Again, I don't think that's good for fans, it's not good for players, it's not good for it's not good for Danny Wilson, um, it's not good for anything because you do you don't you're not allowed that stability. Yeah. Um so yeah, I again the well, markets, humans, all of us, we all hate uncertainty, don't we? Yeah, so exactly. It just it just eats away at eats away at you. So um yeah, I, I well, let's let's see what happens. We'll see how it pans out. Right, that pretty much brings us to a, uh, a conclusion for this week. Yeah, um, hope just about you've enjoyed. A week. So yeah, just about a week. So yeah, Dan's got to go and try and manoeuvre uh, manoeuvre out of the road now, and uh, and get the car home safe and sound. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, wait two hours, in two hours time. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And, um, yeah, it's dark out there as well actually. So um, yeah, it could be another could be another tricky uh, could be another tricky start for you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed uh, you've enjoyed listening to this and uh, also to to part one, which was another instalment in our Lions Memory series, of which we're going to be having um, a few more of these uh, before and during the Lions tour. So yeah, do get in touch with us and let us know yours um, at Attacking Scrum, or you can get in touch with us on Facebook as well. And if you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review on iTunes. And uh, as always, yeah, we'll give you a shout out if you drop us a review on there. Uh, also, feel free to subscribe because it's the easiest way of um, it's the easiest way of getting the the podcast straight to you. Um, and yeah, we've got absolutely loads coming up as we're so so close to the lines there. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's going to be a great few, uh, well, great great period now, isn't it? It is, yeah. And starting with uh, starting with the Scarlets on on Saturday, so plenty to look forward to. And we'll on the Scarlets, on the Scarlets. Yeah, we'll speak to you next week.